I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. You know, my neck is killing me today. None of you bastards care. I know you just... Here's my Amos moment. Here you go. None of you bastards care, but I'm going to the uh, Crystal Springs Resort again on Friday with Danielle and Gabe. It's a beautiful place. And uh, Michelle Abate has taken very good care of me. In fact, we're going to do a couple's massage Friday afternoon, me and Danielle, and I'm going to feel great. No thanks to either one of you, Lou and uh, Phil, but um, help is on the way. Yeah. Talking about help is on the way. I, 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 I just can't say enough good things about this guy. I love this man. Spent the better part of four decades as, at least in Bernie and Sid's opinion, the greatest politician in the history of New York. That's a big thing. Him and Rudy Giuliani out of Long Island and, of course, went on to serve Homeland Security and now is a real talent here on WABC, and that is our dear friend, the great Peter King. Peter, good morning. How are you, good buddy? Good morning, sir. How's your neck doing? I'm, I'm worried about that. Really. How is it? How's it feel? <laughs> and he's got impeccable timing. You see, he listens, Lou. It's killing me, Pete. I got to be honest with you. Uh, Fifty-five is no fun. I know. You, what are you like? You're like forty-five now. How old are you? Yeah, I'm seventy-eight. You kidding? I'm barely hanging are you, on. Are you really seventy-eight? Yeah, I can still kick ass though, so don't worry. No, you look great. You know, am, yeah. you know whose birthday is today, and he's seventy-nine. Robert De Niro. Wow, here you go. Yeah, so you're up there with um, all those greats, and you're one of the greats, of course. Uh, in fact, I saw the picture you sent me moments of, of, ago of you and uh, my friend who just won in Alaska yesterday, Sarah Palin. Yeah, how do I compare with Ron Gay? <laughs> I think you're more handsome personally, but you never scored 40 goals in a season for the oh, Rangers. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, she won, and uh, I don't know, did you like her when, when she was um, in office last time? Yeah, I did. I actually met her a few times. She really... Uh, very impressive, good you know, good person, and uh, she got a bad deal from the media. They really you know, piled on her, so you know, I'm glad she won, and she'll add something to Congress really well. Yeah, now, uh, you also sent me a text a couple of days ago. I told that crazy story about my uh, friends, Brendan and Annie, who bought me dinner one time, and it turns out I told the story about the plane crashing in Rockaway. When Tom Ridge was on the phone, you could appreciate that, Peter, and it turns out, I didn't know this, but the guy's mom was killed in one of those houses, and then he told me the whole story about Bernie Heron and um, and Harbor Lights. You know these people very very well. Yeah, actually, Ber- you know Bernie's a, a good friend. He was really a very active guy in the FDNY. He was a personal friend of my good friend Jimmy Boyle, who was, who was head of the union, doing some really tough times. Now Bernie is a fixture in Bell Harbor. Uh, the Harbor Light uh, is a, a great place to go to, as you know. And again, you know Bernie lost his son. So many people down there. I think per capita, I hate to put it in number terms, but more people were killed from that Rockaway area yes, yes. combined with 9/11 and when that uh, Dominican plane came down. And yeah. it was, uh, and then I guess it was during uh, Sandy that uh, uh, Harbourlight was destroyed, was rebuilt. But again, Bernie is just a great guy. He's a fixture. And the night that you and I were at the fundraiser 
for Paul King, Bernie Herron showed up. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. It was great to see him. He's still strong as ever. He was a tough guy. You don't take him on. He's a tough guy <laughs> and a real loyal friend. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, when I had a, a, a novel out, which I wrote about 9-11, uh, Bernie did a fundraiser for me down there. And it was, one of the, it was good and it was bad. The good part was there were so many people there. The bad part was they were all there to see Bernie. You know, I'm <laughs> sitting there signing right. books and they're, all, and they're all talking to Bernie. You know, it's a great guy. It's a great community. Uh, you know, Bell Harbor, that whole area, that, that, you know, that is real America. It really is. And there's a huge uh, tribute wall next to the Dwayne Weed, not far from the ferry, which has a number of uh, police, firemen, first responders that died that day, about 300. And there's a plaque right on the corner of 131 in Newport uh, for those three homes that were taken out by that airplane. So it is a great neighborhood, and you are beloved in that neighborhood. All the kings, Paul King, Peter King, we all love you. Now, you did put on your Instagram a couple days ago, every American must unite and stand with Israel after this latest Palestinian attack. And the guys in the media, Jewish guys like Bill Ritter, for example, on Channel 7, Peter, and he is always going on and on about the two-state solution. Dove Hyken was on yesterday. He said there was a time when Israel would have done that. But at this point, why would anybody even bring that up? Yeah, to me, you, know, you just can't, tr- uh, you know, can't trust the Palestinians. Every, every concession that had to be made was made. I remember talking to Bill Clinton, and uh, after he left office, he said uh, one of his worst disappointments was uh, dealing with Arafat. Basically, uh, they would have a deal. It was all set to be announced, and suddenly Arafat would walk away. He could not control his people. Uh, there's no f- a strong Palestinian leader. Listen, people like uh, you know, Netanyahu, uh, Netanyahu, Rabin, they made the tough decisions, and they brought their country along with them. Uh, Arafat, there's no Palestinian leader who has been able to bring his people with him. And that, uh, so therefore, any agreement with uh, you know, the Palestinians is you know, just a uh, crapshoot. And uh, Israel, anyone who's been there, you realize, first of all, how small Israel is. You realize how it's surrounded, and it, it lives probably the most dangerous neighborhood in the world. And for them to make, you know, people say, you know, make concessions for peace. Well, they made a lot of them. But every time you make a concession, it's taken advantage of. I mean, it's uh, probably the only countries that really live up to it would be Egypt and Jordan. But the Palestinians themselves, it's, uh, again, they keep breaking ceasefire after ceasefire. I was actually over there with David Patterson and Rabbi Patasnik, I guess, back in 2014, when they were under siege from Hamas. And it was, uh, in fact, there's a funny story there. Uh, as you know, David's blind. I had a really bad ankle. And uh, so I'm there with Joe Patasnik and all these rabbis. And suddenly there's a missile attack coming in. The air raid sirens go off. So the rabbis knew exactly where to go. They go running to some uh, air raid shelter. There's Patterson, who's blind, and I can barely walk. And we're trying to find a way so we can duck the rocket from there. It's really, uh, David, David writes about that in his book, by the way. And uh, I'll, I'll, by the time we got to the shelter, you know, the rabbi was there smiling. Hey, geez, I, I was waiting for you guys. You oh, know? my God. They just left you guys behind? They, they didn't take you with them? Yeah, well, I guess, you know, they thought we'd be able to follow them. And David's blind. <laughs> I can't walk. And we didn't, uh, there we go, you know. That is a funny anyway. story. Oh, that is funny. Congressman Peter King here on, uh, on Bernie and Sid. So you're the only politician in my history in this business that everybody says nice things about. Republicans, and I mean this, Democrats, even Rudy, they, they find a way to kill him. You're the only one. But there's a very, very small pocket of people who don't say nice things about you. And uh, those are the people who do not support Andrew Garbarino. So last week, Steve Scalise, who everybody loves out of Louisiana, comes on the show. The last person I would ever bet Steve Scalise is going to mention is Andrew Garbarino. And he does. And I said, I go, somewhere Peter King has an erection in his car on Long Island. Was I right? 
Well, first of all, I was glad Steve said it, but again, Andrew works very closely with them. He's a solid Republican in Washington. You can always take an issue here, an issue there, and go after them, like you would have Nicole Miliotakis on different bills. They do that. The fact is, people like Steve Scalise and Kevin McCarthy, they've strongly endorsed Andrew Garbarino. They've been in the district campaigning for him. You say, no, he's a loyal Republican, and he's down the line. They, they can count on him. He gets the job done, both Republicans in Washington and also in, in, in his district. So, listen, I was glad that Steve did it. I wasn't surprised because I was at the fundraiser that Steve uh, uh, appeared at, I guess it was about a month or so ago, out, out in the, uh, Andrew's district, and it was a great turnout, and Steve went on, gave a great, great speech for him, uh, went around, spoke with everyone, said how much it meant to get him back in Congress. So, wow. No, I was, I'm glad he did it, but again, uh, you, you'll find in, in Washington... Those Republican leaders and the rank and file members of Congress strong, you know, strongly support Andrew. Well, tell me then, because I know that, for example, me and Bernie, we continue to harp on the fact that he used the word insurrection. Outside of that, if I'm going to be really honest, I'm not even sure me and Bernie give the guy a hard time. Now, that's a big deal to us. But outside of that, we don't seem to have any real issues with Andrew. Why is it that people refer to him as a rhino? Why, why is that? Because he... Target someone, you know, some guy may want to run for Congress, and you get people behind him, and you can always find any issue. Listen, I can say that you're a rhino because you don't support Donald Trump when it comes to uh, Roe versus Wade. But right. obviously, you're a big Trump supporter. Right. But they can dwell on that over and over again. Steve, uh, you know, Sid Rosenberg is pro-abortion. He's anti-Trump. Right. He's, uh, that's, so, I mean, uh, to me, it's unfair. You look at the, the record across the board. And even, you know, a word like insurrection it was on a website a year and a half ago. And, uh, you know, listen, if, if that's the worst thing someone has done, and other people have called it that, and even some people have been uh, arrested and charged for, for uh, seditious conspiracy, which is inciting an insurrection. So it's one word put up by a staff for a year and a half ago. I mean, Sid, have we ever looked at all the words that you've said? <laughs> Where would we be? Well, but the, the difference is when I say it, I get ratings, and politicians aren't supposed to be as dopey as me. <laughs> But, listen, I'm coming around on him, Peter. Here's the thing with me, okay? I'm so loyal to you. I love you so much. And my family loves you. I mean it. That night in Coney Island will forever be a well, great was night. Great, wasn't it? it was. And my family loves you that I, I can't go against you. So even if I think I know something you don't want, which I know is never true, but even if I really felt that way, I still am going to go with what, uh, with what you want because uh, that's the respect I have for you. So. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. Again, that means a lot, and I do strongly support Andrew Garbarino. He is doing, doing a good job. He'll continue to do a very good job. But, again, uh, I consider you a great friend, which is why I'm going to be at your book signing at Michael's. Uh, <laughs> because i got a race there because, actually, on a serious note, I'll be at a uh, memorial mass for a uh, police officer who died from 9-11 injuries. Oh, wow. Uh, it, it's like the uh, – I guess it's uh, the anniversary of his death and his widow. I, I have been at the original uh, – uh, ceremony. She's asked me to be there, oh. so that that mass will be over somewhere around twelve, twelve fifteen. So I have to race to Michael's to get there. So I'm counting on uh, Melissa to use her crazy police driving to get me there. <laughs> in time. You know, you know, through the streets of Brooklyn. Oh, Michael's the... is great, but I love Michael's. That's a great road. Oh, it's great. And uh, Melissa Zim, she will get you there. She can't. Nobody can. And that'll be two Brooklyn Italian restaurants now. Between, of course, um, uh, what's it called? Gargiulo's. Gargiulo's and Michael's that you and I go to together. Yeah, so we, we love all the Italian restaurants in Brooklyn. Hey, talking about Sarah Palin's win yesterday, Peter, uh, a lady did not win, a lady that I don't like, Bernie doesn't like. My gut tells me you don't like her very much either, and that's Liz Cheney in Wyoming. Now, she won two years ago, and she, she commanded about 73% of the vote. 
in the last two years, all she's done is badmouth Trump. January 6th, now there's nonsense with the, the FBI raid. That's all she's done, and she gets clobbered. So I put two and two together and figured out, hey, she went from a popular winner to a very unpopular loser, and the only thing she started to do now was badmouth Trump. Is that a fair deduction? I don't know. You know first of all, you know, she voted 90, 92% of the time with Trump. But she did have this obvious uh, thing about January 6th and the whole thing with the election. Listen, she made some valid points, but where she lost me was getting involved with Adam Schiff and uh, Benny Thompson and the January 6th committee, because right. that is one-sided. Once uh, they would not allow Kevin McCarthy to appoint the Republicans he wanted to that committee, to me that committee lost all legitimacy, and uh, Liz Cheney should not have gone on it. I will say, though, in fairness to her, when we had the 9-11 bill in New York, she and Steve Scalise were the first two Republicans oh. from outside the Northeast who actually fought hard for us. I'm so begging again, you. And I'm, I'm indebted to her for that. No, you're she, not. She went off the rails uh, by uh, allying herself with the know, January 6th committee, yeah. Yeah. and she had no chance of winning. Listen, in the Republican primary, almost nobody can beat Donald Trump. No, I agree with you, but the problem is this 9-11 stuff, which you did, which uh, is maybe your finest work, and certainly uh, any decent American loves what you did, but there are horrible people that were with you, people like John Stewart, Liz Cheney. These are horrible people. They had one good day and one good thing, but I, we can't keep mentioning them. I'm sorry, Peter. We just can't. Actually, it's the first time I mentioned it. First time I mentioned it. Well, I know. I mean, she but... got involved. We were down there, and she, again, there was nothing in it for her. Nobody in uh, Wyoming really cared about it that much. Uh, she got involved, and, and Scalise was terrific. I mean, he was, he was then you know, the Republican whip, and uh, he was able to bring in a lot of votes, and then we ended up passing it. And, uh, no, uh, listen, uh, you, know, you know, people are good and bad. And uh, on that issue, I just feel a certain loyalty to Liz Cheney. On the other hand, she was wrong when she went against uh, Trump at the January 6th committee, and she had no chance of winning that primary. Well, you're right. Anybody that helped out on, on uh, September uh, 11th, I always have a, a certain amount of love for, too. But uh, very little when it comes to her. Uh, the other big discussion the last couple of days, Peter, has been the release of this affidavit. We're still talking about the FBI raid. You know, a lot of these uh, liberals on my Twitter that's Sid Rosenberg on Friday. People are like, how does the crow taste now? Trump is going to jail, blah, blah, blah. You would think they would learn already, right? I mean, Russia hoax, Ukraine hoax, impeachment. He's never done anything wrong. It's not going to happen. But they get so excited because they watch five minutes of Nicole Wallace or something, and they come to find there's nothing there. Now, then the real question is, will we see the affidavit? Will, will, will Merrick Garland and these people show us why they did what they did? What do you think? Listen, in you know, many of these cases, they don't show the affidavit, but this is an unusual case. This is a case where you raided the home of the president of the United States. And if there's such confidential matters in that affidavit, they can find a way to take a few words out to protect anyone that they're concerned about. Now, you owe it to the American people to get that out, to find out what happened, why they did it, what the basis for it was. Otherwise, it's going to forever tarnish the FBI, the Justice Department, and make us look like a banana republic. I mean, uh, again, there's so many questions raised. Uh, if it was so urgent, if there were nuclear secrets in there and all this, what they're talking about, how come the judge gave them 14 days to carry it out? I mean, God, if, if, you know, if he has nuclear secrets, you think he'd be going in that minute. Secondly, they were talking to his lawyers for weeks and months. Why suddenly do you have to go with the raid? Why couldn't they ask the, you know, the judge to issue a subpoena? 
And again, uh, as far as the record of the FBI, listen, they got a they started a whole Russia collusion investigation based on lies. They submitted a false request to the FISA court to get uh, the right to wiretap the Trump campaign. It was based on misinformation. It was found out to be later. That whole investigation was a hoax. I was involved in so much that being on the Intelligence Committee and listening to uh, Adam Schiff talking about all the evidence. They never had evidence. They used the CIA and the FBI. They uh, politicized and weaponized our law enforcement and intelligence agencies. That, to me, is the major scandal of the last hundred years. Not Watergate, not Ukraine, Anything. That to me was the worst scandal, mm. and it was the using it was again weaponizing the United States government against our president, saying our president was an agent of Russia. You can't imagine anything worse than that being said, and it was lies from top to bottom. And now you have the same people saying, well, "Listen, we'd love to tell you what's in here, but it's so serious we can't disclose it." Please. That's what all the front page stories, the New York Times and Washington Post, were saying about the Russia investigation. It was so bad. It was so so deep rooted, so so involved. And when the whole story comes out, you're going to find out that Donald Trump was an agent. Turned out Donald Trump had no contact with Russia. Russia, there was never any collusion whatsoever. And it was a terrible – a hoax makes it sound like a funny thing. Right. The fact is it was a tragedy what was done. Uh, well said. The way it tied the hands of our president for two years. Well said. Excellent. I'll tell you, this is maybe one of your best appearances ever. But on the way out, I do want to ask you about Ted Cruz. Peter Ted said yesterday we take back the House, you take back the Senate, and we are going to look to impeach Mayorkas for the issues down at the border. you got to like that, Merrick Garland, for nonsense like this, and Joe Biden. If you were still in office, would you be yay on all three of those? I would certainly consider it. I mean, I, I don't like the idea of impeachment. I voted against Bill Clinton's impeachment. I voted against Donald Trump's impeachment. But I tell you, what's going on right now at the border, what's going on with Garland, I think Garland should be the main target right now. If he is allowing the Justice Department and the FBI to be weaponized and to be used to criminalize a former president of the United States, then, yes, he should be impeached. That's why everything has to be made clear and made public about this affidavit, what the basis of it was, how it originated, what this is about, and who spoke to him. And the fact that they say that Joe Biden wasn't told about that, first of all, I can't believe it. If it is true, I think it's even worse though if that is true, that you would have an action take like this taken by an administration against a former president and the current president isn't told about. Who's running the government anyway? If that's true, it's certainly not Joe Biden. What a great appearance, Peter. I love you, man. This was We covered an awful lot in about 13 minutes. So thank you again uh, for everything you do for not just this show, for John Katz and Matidis, for the whole station. But we really love you here, man. Thank you so much. Right, Citizens United. There you go. <laughs> My man, Peter King. And, and take care of your neck, William. I'm really worried about it. <laughs> Thank you. The Crystal Springs Resort is going to take care of my neck. And, of course, Citizens United, I've got five great uh, great blurbs on that book. I'm very proud of those. Bill O'Reilly, Miranda Devine, Craig Carton, Chaz Palminteri, and the only one, the only one, the fun of the book, yes, Congressman Peter King. Pete, I love you, baby. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.